So, Alex, we've been talking about why God would allow evil in the world. And one of the phrases we came up with is that God would ordain, allow, or permit some things in our lives that we have to go through. Mm-hmm. Question to you this morning is this. Why would God allow conflict in churches? Yeah, so the I think there is a simple answer. But then what's interesting is that um, after you get past the simple answer, I think God has multiple purposes mm-hmm. in the many things that he allows. Like he's always up to more than just the, mm-hmm. the singular thing that you can see. So the, the simple answer is uh, from 1 Corinthians eleven nineteen. It says, for there must be factions among you in order that those who are genuine among you may be recognized. So, uh, so through allowing conflict in churches, God is able to expose those who are genuine in mm-hmm. the faith and those who are holding to something other than, mm. than the true faith. Um, so there's that, but uh, I've like, I, I don't know that I would call it the privilege because I'm, I'm a pretty conflict diverse person. If you know me, I don't, I don't actually I walk into conflict. I just like, no, I'm okay. Alex, you fight? Uh, right. It, but I've, I've had the, uh, the opportunity to in almost every church that I've been in, be on the front line of significant conflict mm-hmm. in that church. So the first church that I had any leadership capacity in, uh, that church uh, closed and it closed at the end of a, a major conflict. Mm-hmm. And what I watched essentially was uh, pride consume a few individuals in the situation that pride got called out. The person who called out the pride was removed from the church and, and then things just slowly declined until the church closed. This was all the happened right over who called it out. Uh, the person was right. Who yeah. called it out. Yeah. And, uh, and nothing, you know, nobody repented, nobody mm-hmm. owned their stuff. Right. And so, and it was hard for me to mm-hmm. see that at the time, but sure. now that I've reflected on the yeah. process, like I discovered that. So it's just like a lack of, humility and leadership in the church. Mm. Uh, Mm. Next church I was in, I was an intern in that church. I watched um, conflict between two pastors that actually there was a fissure in the church that had kind of been covered up, um, a relational issue that Mm. nobody had really dealt with. And uh, one of the pastors unknowingly ended up on the other side of this fissure. He didn't even know that 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 was part of it because they had never dealt with that Mm. kind of underlying conflict. Mm. It had risen up again and actually driven both of those pastors apart and both of them ended up resigning from the church Um, and and really put that church in a hard situation Mm. where they're, I think they're just now eight years later recovering, like starting to recover from the challenge that Mm -hmm. that created. Um, So I I walked through that and then, uh, you know, I've been through some other situations too, where the Lord gave me the privilege like to to walk alongside leadership as I was not directly in the conflict, but I watched the conflict take place. And in every single situation, what was true was that the conflict was being created because somebody lacked humility. Mm. Somebody was not willing to admit their their wrongs. Somebody was not willing to accept that they had some fault in a situation. And because of that, the thing just crumbled and and fell apart. So the Lord has given me the privilege, you know, in all of those situations he's exposing, right? He's showing mm. things, but he's shown me the incredible importance if I'm gonna be in leadership in a church, um, how I have to be quick 
to admit my faults, mm. how I have to be quick to own. Uh, th- we did uh, this uh, mediation training uh, one time and uh, the, the training said, um, you may only be responsible for 2% of the conflict, mm-hmm. but is your responsibility to own 100% of that 2% mm-hmm. yeah. that is on that is you. A good word. Yeah, and um, that that value, seeing people so often neglect that along the way is the reason that the conflicts blew up is mm. the because somebody wasn't willing to admit they're wrong or willing to consider another perspective or willing to to understand the the perspective of the other person yeah. that like you could almost boil it down purely to that that those situations if there would have been an ounce of humility in some of the people that they're they could have gone a lot better. There so could have been a, some reconciliation. But that's the aggravating <laughs> part, right? Because if you're if you're the one that goes, okay, I'm willing to solve this by going the humble route, right. and you go the, I mean, I've unfortunately experienced this personally as well. Right. Watch different. Um, where you know, I, I still remember a guy came into my office and he said, he said, uh, you know, all hell is about to break loose in this church. And I, I, I did a historical replay of where I had offended mm. him or what I had done to play in all this. And I hugged him and I, I actually cried on his shoulder mm. um, and he walked out and he brought hell to the church. Yeah, when you mm. cry on the shoulder of a prideful man, oh, a prideful woman, they see weakness yeah. and they exploit they, it. Yeah. That's but one that's of the, the aggravating part because yeah. you show humility yeah. and they walk all over yep. you. Yeah, the problem is in pride, if you're humble, honest, meek, um, the, it's almost like pride is so it dissolutions you from seeing anything that's real. And so it, it actually, it's weird because your humility or our choice to be humble, even though it's like not natural, we have to like over, we have to choose humility. Yeah, you know? yeah. It enables and almost accelerates the division mm. often. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's so hard. It's yes. like, I want to take control by being a butt and like stopping it right. and like, like doing everything I can and almost taking control but I often have to sin in order to do that. So I can't do it. All I can do is like, okay, I have to figure out the humble yeah. route. And yeah. potentially open I'm, yourself up to attack from right. the, the individual. I right. feel like humility is like taking your armor and opening it up right. and saying, here yeah. I am, this yeah. is all of me. And then they have the freedom to right. shoot and kill you, you know? And that's one of the hardest I, parts I'm not, of humility. Yeah, yeah. After yeah. dealing with that, again, several instances, I'm not sure. Um, I, I think mm-hmm. there's a level that you, you expose your humility to, I mean, you always are humble, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think in those situations uh, that I'm specifically referring to, I think I, I think in my brokenness, I exposed a little bit too much and gave, mm-hmm. gave opportunity to be yeah. walked on. Mm-hmm. The, the bottom line is, it's just aggravating because when you take the righteous route, mm-hmm. yeah. the evil one seems to like, yeah, walk, walk right over yeah. you. So yeah. the question is, oh, why we got allow this? Why yeah. would we allow conflict in the church? Yeah. So, so, you know, there's that exposing piece, right? Um, which, I mean, both of you, I've been instructed by your stories, uh, just having people, other people, other righteous people walking alongside you through the mm-hmm. conflict is a significant piece of that exposing because you, you know, you have people who see the way that you are presenting yourself mm-hmm. in humility and, and the truth is exposed through that process. I think it's worth saying that that, that comes out, but like, so now let's take me, I've you know been on the front line of now three significant conflicts. And the next step for me is to mm. go and become a lead pastor of a church. Mm. And uh, you know, when, as soon as I get in that church, not as soon as like mm. six months when into six months it. After. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Um, 
I don't I, even know. I don't even know what you're about to tell. So right, right, yeah. So I. Anybody's um, watching, actually. Yeah, yes. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So I, I'll just say I, I ended up in a conflict. Now, before I, I tell the story, I just kind of want to throw this verse out here because mm-hmm. it, it, this passage, it, it laced through this passage is the requirement of humility, mm-hmm. both in mm-hmm. leaders, but then also in the congregation. So mm-hmm. this is what it says. It says to leaders, shepherd the flo- uh, to elders, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as mm-hmm. God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering mm-hmm. those uh, in your charge, but being examples to the flock, you see humility just kind yeah. of laced through all of that. Uh, and then uh, it goes on and it talks to the church and it's saying, church, submit yourselves to the elders. And then it says to everybody, humble yourselves, mm-hmm. therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. That as you live this life together, the mm-hmm. primary way that we seek to relate to each other is like humility is behind yeah. all of it. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so I get into this situation. I've watched this happen. I, I identified the core issue of humility not being there, right? Um, uh, an accusation. I, I would. It's not that intensive an accusation, but it was. It was basically saying that I was domineering, that I was taking authority that didn't belong mm-hmm. to me, that I had uh, that I had done things without seeking the insight of other leaders, that I was, you know taking advantage of my authority. It's interesting for, for me to hear <laughs> that accusation because yeah. I could think of like seven accusations and given your temperament and yeah. leading with you on staff for a couple of years and like that I'm like, I could see somebody saying this. Right. But that's like the anti your temperament. That you don't, yeah, right. You, you know what I mean? Say, I'm right, like, yeah, so no, I'm I leaning, so maybe you're having a bad month. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, sure, that's, sure. Right. It's happened, you know what I mean? Right. That is contrary to the, it's everything you've ever done from Earth until this point. That's yeah. totally possible. But but that's for real. Like, this is where, like, okay, if I'm your mm-hmm. elder at this point, I'm listening. Right. I'm skeptical, but I want truth. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, right. You're capable of anything. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. So yeah. Uh, so anyway, in the midst of that situation, I listened to that and I, I felt so incredibly misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I had to figure out is like, because now I have to go and address this as these accusations come mm-hmm. against me. What I had to do is I actually had to say, in what world is it possible that a person could say these things about me? What did I do yeah. to give off this effect? Now, I just want to say the way the accusations were hurled, they were hurled in a very, like an intention to hurt, an intention to harm, a desire to bring me down. Like the the intensity of passion and anger that was against me in this yeah. moment is what brought all of this Which out. You threatened an idol. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. Fair? Yeah, no, yeah. that's I mean, that's absolutely fair to like say. And I had, I had to have the responsibility yeah. to call that out as, but I recognized that the person that I did, like I did not value them. I did not love them well, right? And the way that I made the decisions, um, I did not communicate well. This was probably my biggest struggle is that in doing something, I did not communicate well. Mm -hmm. And so I had an option. I could either say, how dare you say these things that are absolutely unwarranted? Look at the people around. I actually could have gone to my elders too and said, you don't see this to be true of me, mm-hmm. right? How can you let this person say this of me? I, I had that opportunity, but I knew that if I did that, 
I was going to be taking the prideful self-protective Michael route. Michael and Craig have taught you anything. <laughs> Don't right. take that route. That's right. That's right. And so, so I started by first owning 100% of everything that I could. Mm. And I say all of that to say the lessons learned through that process, mm. the relationship that I now have with that person, it is one of my strongest ministry relationships in the church That's now. Beautiful. And it would not be true if we had not gone right. through that conflict. Yeah. So why would God allow conflict? Conflict in churches. Well, yeah. because he allowed all of those previous conflicts and then this conflict, mm. we now have a much better relationship than we ever would yeah. have had otherwise. And it exposed both of you yes. in the ways that to, needed to happen. That's exactly good. right. Yeah, yeah, for good. And it tested you. I, I don't know who the person is, but like if you're able to have that kind of partnership now, uh, that's that is of the Lord. Yeah. That very well may be ordained because the Lord knew what was in both of your right. hearts. Both of you needed correction. Showing both of us, bringing us closer yeah. together. So your father and I, uh, father-in-law and I, uh, yeah. one of our elders now, <laughs> I think it was 2005 or six. we led a mission trip together, and man, where we head-to-head the whole trip. <laughs> I, I love this story. I mean, just head-to-head. <laughs> and I got done with that trip, and I said, I am never going on a trip with that man again in my life, like, <laughs> ever, ever. And he, I guarantee, went home to his wife and said, I am never, never going on a trip with that guy again. <laughs> and then it was interesting yeah. because in 2008 and nine, we began leading together yeah. to as in the interim leadership of Villa's Church. Mm-hmm. And we have been leading together since 2008. And there is, I, there are a few people I trust mm. and love more than your father-in-law. Yeah. And, um, but we, it's interesting because I was 25. He was a, not a newer Christian, but you know, he, he wasn't seasoned yet. He came right. to Christ a little bit later in life. And we were both kind of like in the same maturity phase, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, um, <clears throat> even though he had more life maturity, than yeah, I, right. well, far more life maturity than I did. But um, it was amazing how though that God allowed this thing yeah. to happen. And then um, just two years later, it ended up birthing mm. one of, what has been probably the closest ministry, longest ministry relationship I've had. And, um, and by and large, I mean, I don't think we've disagreed in a whole lot, right? Yeah. We work through stuff and we know how to talk to it. It's great. You know how to talk to We're the exactly. opposite that's human beings in every single exactly way, right. which we realized true. like on the trip, <laughs> our oppositeness was actually an asset if we mm-hmm. learned how to appreciate that, yeah. you know? And so we learned how to like, like, oh, you're actually wonderful. And we have the same values, just opposite yeah. mechanisms, you know? But I that's th- cool. That's I think it. conflict is an amazing sovereign plan of God. Yeah to build his church yeah. like he needs Amen. to build his church. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I even think in stories in scripture where, you know, the apostle Paul had challenges with it. Was it uh, with uh, Paul, uh, with uh, John Mark? Mm-hmm. And uh, and they end up planting different churches in different areas because right. God had different jobs for them. Yeah. Yeah. Time yeah. to separate, <laughs> time to do different things. So we never know what God is doing, but we always know Romans eight twenty eight comes into play. All things work together for good to those who love God, who are called according to his purposes. Amen. So. Whatever we go through, yeah. it's always it always has potential. Yeah. Amen. That's good. Amen.